We're back, T.A. Mahoney, Tales from the Dark Side. I brought my weirdo buddy, Carl. Yep. How you doing, Carl Hancock? I'm pretty good. Glad to be here. Carl Hancock is a big part of our life around here. I've done a lot of growing with him. 25, 30 years of friendship, business in Tampa, helped Tampa out, done some different stuff, and uh, really enjoyed it. But, you know, today, when I, and I had you on here before. We did yeah, a we, lot of talk laughing. And yeah, we did a lot of laughing. Carl's a jokester. <laughs> Not me. If anybody knows him, he's jokes. <laughs> he's, and you know what? I'll be the first to tell you. Everybody calls the flim flam and all the stuff I do. You see me tying people up on boats and putting <laughs> bait in pockets. Oh, yeah. Carl is the originator. I, I'm, I'm disagreeing with that. How? All right. Let's, what I want to talk about today, we'll start this one off with names. Like, you know, me and you've known each other a long time, and we've given a bunch of names. bunch of names. And we're going to go through them names tonight. Yep, yep. But the one that you've been given, the one of many, because you got to earn them, am I right? Oh, you got to earn them. Big Sticky. They, they don't come cheap. Let's hear your side of Big Sticky. How did you get because Big there's, Sticky? Because there's two sides to this story. <laughs> me and Mahoney were fishing out on uh, this big intrepid with Ernie. Uh, was it with Ernie or Dave Paul? Ernie, Ernie Rubio. Ernie Rubio, yep. And you're fishing Bill with... Bill Stoltzing's boat. Bill Stoltzing's boat, Great yeah. Great guy. Uh, and you're fishing with Mahoney, and you better pay attention, because if not, you're in for it. The next thing I know, my feet are feeling wet. And I caught Mahoney pouring a Pepsi in my shoe with socks on. A Pepsi, okay? Yeah. I, that, do that, I get my chance at this He's going to get his chance at it. That's what started the whole day. The whole entire day, and I didn't mess with him, okay? Which is rare. I admit it. That's not what I recall. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever recalls the truth. <laughs> All right, so then what happened? You got the name Big Sticky because you had a foot full of Pepsi. A foot full of Pepsi, okay. yep. And then uh, we fished all day, and we caught some fish because you're going to catch some fish with this guy. And that's all there was? That's, no, that's no, no. Big Sticky, no, where did no. Big Sticky come Big Sticky in? came from about the end of the day when we were headed back in. Mahoney jumped into a beanbag chair in the back. And I was standing next to the. It's probably uh, the only beanbag one. Probably the I only one. He jumps first. right, jumps right in it. Okay, <laughs> and uh, there was a diet. I mean, a Mountain Dew, maybe a diet Mountain Dew, up in the uh, pole there. And I pulled it up, and Mahoney looked at me and said, "Don't do it." And I said, "Oh, you messed with me all day long. <laughs> what do you mean, don't do it?" That's a and dirty story. Oh, it's a dirty you story. Dirtied it up. Hey, and and Rubio, he runs full throttle, so we're moving. Okay, we're he, moving. Yeah. That's, and I was sprinkling the the uh, Mountain Dew as we're bouncing, as we're bouncing through, and it's all over him. Oh Peppered yeah, with Mountain Dew. Pepper with Mountain let Dew. Let me tell you what I my take on the story now. That was the first thing that was done. Oh was wow, Carl, and that's what drove me to the point of even thinking <laughs> of pouring something in somebody's no. shoe and sock. Oh, wow. That you know? works backwards. And that's exactly. And you know what? You were right on target with Rubio. The million times we fished with him, great fisherman, one of the best in Tampa Bay. He does not run slow. No. Wide no, open everywhere he goes. <coughs> We've actually been, <coughs> fell off the back of the seat he, in the Intrepid. He flicked us that, off the back underneath underneath the Skyway. It was like Pelican foot. We Both of us had our feet grabbing <laughs> on the stuff. I thought he was yep. going to put us out of the boat. And the other thing is, Rubio fishes all day. There ain't no going in. He's and, good till oh, 7 yeah. or 8 or 9 o'clock at night. It's hard to get him up in the morning. That's the difference. Yep, yep. Who we got calling in? Let's put him on air. I didn't know we were taking Let's phone calls. Let's put him on air. 
I Maybe didn't... that's what we should do. Hey, let's put them on no. air. Speakerphone? No. Uh, I bet it'd be a good one. I'd be a good one. If we knew what was on the other end of that phone <laughs> right there, I'm telling you right now, we'd still be laughing what? an hour from now. Yeah. <laughs> Carlin's a pawn shop, 34th and Hillsborough. Yep. Been in business in Tampa how long? About 35 years. 35 yep. years. And I'm telling you, he is seasoned at the word game. Game. If he can help out, I'm telling you, I bought a lot of stuff from him. Yes, he pawn has. Pawn shops are uh, great places to do business. You know, a lot of times on the internet, you don't know what you're getting. I've seen it when I've been there, and I've experienced it. Mm-hmm. A lot of product. You buy something, it seems to work. Doesn't work when you go home. He stands behind what he says. And most of the stuff you get on the internet isn't exactly all the time exactly what you're ordering. You know, they use a lot of, of uh, stock photos. Yep. And I want to say one thing before this is over with. Uh, I met Mike probably 28 or 30 years ago, and he's been a great person and a great friend. He was uh, there, the first person there when my sister passed. And when we started fishing, you know, I said, I know how to fish. Hmm. And, and boy, I'll tell you what, I didn't know how to fish. Well, and I didn't either. Yes, we he did. No, Mahoney could fish. I learned so many things off of him. And he's the kind of guy that there's no such thing as Mahoney and the words, oh, that's my spot. What does my spot Let's mean? Let's talk about that. My, like oh, that's that. my spot. You're we fishing had, on my it, spot. Your buddy ain't going to get mad if we mention his name. No, you? go ahead. Come on. Your guy we went fishing with the other day. Oh, Mark. Wanna, Mark. Uh, you know, something for everybody to think about. We're on a boat. And he starts snapping pictures of Mahoney. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I didn't like that. I don't know what that was all about. But he was, he was snapping pictures. I'm waiting of... to see it on social media, what he comes up with. It'll be the guy in the hotel room. You yeah, know, I know. The huh? big guy sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, you know, I'm probably the only one that knew that picture anyway. But what was he saying about... And this is something we talked about earlier. Mark Feewox was here at the store when we were open earlier and we were talking about it. And there was a time where we were in Louisiana. You've been there before with me. And we were catching mango snapper. And Mark went to the back of the boat. And Mark went to the back of the boat because that's where Mark saw me catch the big mango, which I learned from Brandon Ballet. He's the one that showed and, me. And, and I learned it from him. Because yeah. you, when you first anchor up, if Mahoney throws to the left, throw to the right because he's just trying to get you over to the I left. I get them all yeah. over there. Oh, You're they right all cast. That. It's called Bayou fishing. Yeah, Mahoney invented right. that. <laughs> Bayou. Bayou. Of course, I say a little bit more than that, but we're on air right yep, now. Yep. I saw Mark Feewox break off. Well, when you break off, you go to the center console and start tying back on. Well, I just so happen to be tied up with a baited hook. It's next man up. I walk to the back. I pound the 12-and-a-half-pounder in the boat like that. I go, now you can look at him. He goes, I was just sitting there. I just missed him. And I go, well, you just missed him, and I'm showing him to you. That's it. They, that, they, hey, that's what a fellow fisherman does. And we, and we give names. Let's get back to the name thing. How about your buddy? And what, he probably ain't going to watch this. but And you can think of some, too. We got Tangles, right? We got Tangles. You know why I call him Tangles, We got right? Chrome Dome. Yeah, we got Chrome I, Dome. I was with you. We were in Louisiana when Tangles got named, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Get out all the up. lines. We got six or seven guys fishing around, and Tangles lets a line down, and he tangles up everyone's line. I mean, he, everybody. He goes to the front of the boat. The current's going to the back of the boat. You're anchored up or tied up. He drops a 3H jig head open bail on the front. 
<laughs> and it sits about two foot from the surface as it whips every rod there every is. line so seven guys got to reel in tie off tie off again put you behind about 20 minutes i'll never forget we were catching yellowfin tuna and tracy had a 3h jig and 3,000 feet of water on a spinning rod same one he uses at the pier in anna maria and without he, a license my son's <laughs> My son's at the front of the boat with tangles, and, you know, you get a yellowfin on, you've seen it. You kind of get out of the way, get your rod and reel out of the way. Next let, man, next man, yeah. Let this fish come in because we're all getting a piece of him, right? So I'm reeling it in, and I see this jig on my line out of the water, and the fish is right there. And I hear Tracy telling my son, I hope he doesn't see that jig. And I'm thinking, <laughs> tangles, open bail, no pressure. You know, the worst thing to do is put pressure, you lose the lose fish. Lose a big fish. And right then, you could lose him anyway from something else, and you're still going to blame tangles because he's on there. He's on the boat. That's where he got that name. Tell us, how about Bad Check Jerry? Bad Check Jerry. Oh, my God. Carl introduces me to these people, right? This guy rolls up BMW 7 Series. 7 Series. series. Going to buy baller. All, gonna, baller. Oh, baller. Shot caller. <laughs> Going to buy all kind of stuff from his buddy from the Caymans. He wants to write a check. Mahoney calls me and goes, yeah, man, the guy's a great dude. You know, he's this and that. Oh, what a mistake. Ain't got a license. Ain't got a license. Address is out of state yeah. or something. And yeah. he's writing for the Cayman Islands. For, yeah, yeah. Uh, he made it good, though. Yeah, he, he made, made it, it good. good. Bad check, Jerry. That's, and you know what? The guy's <laughs> probably got more money than all of us put together, but we still call him Bad, Bad check, check, Jerry. Because that one time, it just lives with you, doesn't yeah, it? It's going to stick. Around here, it's going to stick with you. How about uh, Chrome Dome? Chrome Dome. Chrome That's Dome. Old Bob Shaler. Bob Shaler. Yep. You know, the funniest thing I ever did to Bob, he was over there. He had some young kid he was fishing with every day. We always worried about him. We didn't know if he liked girls anymore or not. But <laughs> he was over there with this young kid, and he's, he's wading every day. And, of course, we know he's catching fish, right? Oh, yeah. Because he ain't communicating. He ain't talking to us, so that's when you know a fisherman's on fish. When they go, Mom, yeah. with the I have no signal or my phone yeah. didn't ring. Straight to voicemail. Straight to voicemail. They ain't wanting to share nothing. While we drive up over by Fort DeSoto, and his favorite spot, I'm going to give it away. I don't even care. It's out towards the pass from Fort DeSoto boat ramp. You go to that next island, pass where you and get behind, get back. Yep. And it's a nice drop off, and then big snooker stacked. I bet you stacked right, in there right now. Right now they're probably pounded big in there. Big bait and walk your way down. When we see Bob's boat anchored up. Were you with us that day? Yeah, oh yeah. We're Rubio. Yep. We were in another boat that Bob had no idea that me and Carl were in this boat, and he, <laughs> he was off with his USF friend, and uh, we pulled up to his boat and got out and started grabbing rods. We were crouched down. <laughs> you should have seen old Chrome Dome. Running through the water. It looked like a Sasquatch coming through the water. Uh, I couldn't believe a it. saltwater Sasquatch. That was that was, that was, that was Let me tell a story about Venice, Louisiana, because I was fortunate enough to be invited to go there through Mike. And, uh, man, we caught some fish there. Boy, too many to count on every trip. So it was like the end of the day, and we had a fish box slap full. Man, we couldn't get another one. Mahoney had just caught like a 70-pound cobia. We got him up in the boat and got him in the fish box. We're tired, sunburned, salty. I mean, we're done. He's still fishing. Mahoney hooks into another big cobia, about a 90-pounder. 
That was the one I was telling you about, yeah. Cam. That, he was there that day. About a 90-pounder. So After we, I said I wasn't ever going to fish for a cobia because my arm was cramped. Yeah. But I just couldn't pass up the big one. Yeah, it was a, we got, didn't we get the 70-pound out and get him revived back in the water? Yeah. And put the 90 back in. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly what Unbelievable we did. fishing. No room in the fish box of a 32 contender. No room. Slap full. Yeah. Yep. That was, if uh, we were real bandits, we'd have went out there and fished and came back in and unloaded our luggage <laughs> and went back out. But we don't do that. No. We, we talk about it. And we laugh about laugh it. Laugh about it. This is all entertainment. All entertainment. Carl, I think, is the one that showed me how to trim a tail on a snook. <laughs> uh -huh. No. You ever I was I was there when the tail got trimmed, and the guy's first name is Two Lure Ed. Two Lure Ed. Okay, now that's an old name. We used to call him what? Alligator Arms. Alligator Arms. And why? Because he ain't never got any money. Oh, he's cheap. Never. Cheap, cheap. If we're cheap, taking fishing, he's got the boats on E. Oh, the boats on I mean, E. We, we got to put the extra gas. Ain't got in no it. sodas, no waters. Y'all got to bring it all. When you see him like this, that's why they don't see the alligator arms. Don't reach the pockets. Yeah, that's why we call them alligator arms. He's like, the one that showed us how to trim a tail, and he. What said, happened in that? That he, we were down in Boca Grande. Yep, and he said, "Let me see if I got it right. How you make a, how you make an illegal snook legal." Give him a haircut. Me and Mahoney looked at each other and go, what is he talking about? How do you, how do you make an illegal snook Daddy's legal? Daddy's going to love this one. And, uh, <laughs> and then he broke some scissors out. and uh, Well past statute of limitations. Well past statute. But, well, the reason what really threw me about it was I'd caught one the day before and we weighed it in. Yep. And it was 33 and a half inches and it weighed 14 pounds. Yep. So... Next day, Eddie's all in my mailbox where I caught that snook, and Typical. I had to go somewhere else. He was all <laughs> beat me to the smoking spot and didn't want to brag about it. Well, he tells me on the phone, we call each other because we're fishing as a team. He tells me he's got a 17-pounder. And I'm thinking, I was a half inch shy of the limit, and you've got one. 17 pounds. Yes. So how big was it? From 14 pounds. Right. And I said, what's he measure? And he says he's 33 and a half. He's legal. He's legal. So me and Carl go over there, and I got a snook right here, and I hope it's in the picture. But I'd call him a bobtail snook. Yeah. Eddie took him to about there, so all that was gone. Thing couldn't even move. Yeah, if, if you Poor if, thing. If you wanted to put him back in the water, he wasn't <laughs> swimming. No. So, Eddie, uh, Eddie, you trim that tail. Now, if you listen to Eddie, it's big flim-flam. Oh, yeah. It's almost like what you were saying about Big Sticky, because you done flipped that story all the way around. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. That's he flipped funny. that one. I got Sticky first thing in the morning. Cold Mountain Dew before that daylight. Ain't, that ain't even the truth. Rubio riding 45 miles an hour, and we're supposed to be looking for markers. Yeah. Ain't got a light on the boat. He turns them off because he loses night vision. And yeah. we're just screaming out there. <laughs> Rubio. That's something, isn't it? Hey, he's a hell of a fisherman. Uh, he's salty. You know, you've seen the difference. There's people out there. I had Mark Fewox a few weeks ago um, on the podcast, and there, there's people that do it for a living, and there's people that's them. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Uh, Rubio's definitely top of the list. When it, You know, you got to overlook a lot of bad 
to see that good. Oh, a whole lot of bad. <laughs> Rubio, he, he don't like early morning, but he don't come in at. I mean, he, you no. got to make, you got to start throwing bait in the water. Hey, I've been with Mahoney and him, and Mahoney said, "Hey, look, bro, it's eight thirty. I, I got to go, man." We started at four thirty in the morning. Yeah, I got to go, man. I got to yeah. go. It's time to go. It's just like he's stretching out Rubio, just ready for the second half. Yeah, we've uh, we've caught a lot of fish with him. A lot of fish, Smug man. Fish and red fish and all over Tampa Bay. Hey, we Mahoney about twenty some odd years ago, and I got a couple of big pictures in the pawn shop when we caught all those permit. Where we were catching permit after permit. That's this time of year. We were you know slamming that? the permit. I'd never caught permit before on uh, pass crabs. We used yeah. pass crabs. And where were, do you remember where you were catching them? Somewhere out out of Fort DeSoto, uh, out of Egmont, and I don't know how those, we and we weren't deep, Mike. Those artificial reefs. Yeah, artificial. That's reefs. where they are over yeah. there. And uh, and if you've never caught a permit, you're missing out. Well, and that's you know one of the fish. The greatest thing about this coast, we have. There's so many, many fish varieties to choose from. Yep. Snook, trout, redfish. I mean, you can't beat that right off the bat. We got great, great fishery there, but the permit and the triple tail and the yep. cobia and, you know, the mango snapper and all the grouper and the pelagics. It's, uh, oh, it's incredible. It's, it's nice uh, to live here for sure. And we've experienced a lot of that fishing. Oh, yeah, we have. Um, you, you don't get, like going offshore as much, but we put our time in inshore. Yeah, oh, on yeah. some bad day. I, I remember oh. one day when I got, uh, I think I got my pistol stolen. You there. sure did on the Gandy, and it was raining. And I'm parked by the, the fish cops. I'm parked by the fish cops with a gun in my truck, locked, and my truck gets broke into. I'm the only truck at the ramp. Yep. Probably one of the worst days of the year. And uh, Oh, it was bad weather. And then another time uh, when we caught gags at the ramp, we had your two nephews out fishing. Beautiful sunny day. Six, seven hours on the water trying to catch grouper, not one. Yep. And then we ended up, uh, the, the storm came in, and Mahoney said, hey, I'm going to take my nephews back to the truck. You know, so we sat there at the ramp. Mahoney put a bait on, and first fish was a keeper keeper gag. Right we, at the... we caught two keeper gags at Fort DeSoto ramp. Yep. And been out there six, seven hours fishing for them and ain't caught one. Yep, yep. Then I was ready to go grouper fishing at the ramp every day. <laughs> I think we took a live well over there. And, uh, yeah. of course, I ain't a real fan of that, so you got to be in and out of there pretty quick. I'll tell you that night, I think night fishing at them ramps, you're going to come with some fish. I know Gandy Ramp. Gandy Ramp. Big snook. You know the problem, though, Carl, really to catch them them big fish, in my opinion, you've been with me where we've caught them, is to be in that boat and to get them away from there. What makes it so hard at the ramp yep. is you're, you're right there on top of them. They, they got you. They got you. If they Break want you to, off, you yeah. Know. The best way is, like you said, get up on the ramp, cast your bait in there, and then idle. And when you're on, back it into reverse and pull away from the ramp. And if you can see them, pull up there and shoot them with a pistol. They float <laughs> belly up, scoop and then, them with And then the get net. them in the live well. Yeah, then give Carl the gun and let him yeah. get rid of it. That's what we did the other night. Uh, we went out on the boat I have, and uh, the running lights were malfunctioning. Huh? And Mahoney, we got back to the ramp, and Mahoney jumped off the boat and followed me. We left uh, Mark on there, so if the fish police came up, say, hey. And they were out there, right? Oh, they were out there. And the only reason why they didn't get us, we'll get back. We'll, we'll talk about that story after the break. <laughs> How about that one? Yeah. We're going to take a break, Carl. We're yep. going to be back to talking. Good stories. Great stories, man. Tales from the dark side. And thanks for tuning in. Yeah, we'll be right back.
part two tales from the dark side with my buddy big sticky carl hancock now the la where we let off was this the flim flam with the boat let's hear your oh the flim flam with the boat hadn't, yeah. had, hadn't had the boat out in a while we were gonna launch we did launch out of, out of uh, davis island me mahoney and, and mark and uh, we got out there, but the, where we usually hammer, Mike, Mike took us here years ago, uh, every time about this time of year, and we just literally slayed the redfish, 20, 30, 40 of them. But the spill probably killed all the grass. We didn't have any luck, so we were moseying down. Well, the, we really couldn't tell where the grass was, right? If uh, there was if any? If there was any. Why is that? Because we had no trolling motor. Oh, yeah, no trolling motor. Yeah. Well, no, no, we did have a trolling motor. Yeah, it was on there. It, it just didn't work. work. Yeah. <laughs> now, Carl tells me on the phone, because I, I, you know, I work in the marine hardware business, so I'm going to say, you know, I'm going to ask the main questions like. Live well working? When's the last time you were out? I don't know, a little wasn't while, that, a little while wasn't ago. Wasn't that long ago. No, wasn't that long ago. Yeah. <laughs> did the trolling motor work? Yeah, everything's good. You the have plugged in? The trolling motor did, did work. All right, and this anybody out there, you know, I may lose some people on this, but on a charging system, okay, you got three batteries, and there are three 12-volt batteries that make up the 36-volt right. crossed. So the way you charge them is not in 36 but three 12 volt charges so when i'm prying into carl on how this thing's been set key, up a keyword prying <laughs> a guy okay <laughs> a, a neighbor on 34th and hillsborough told him how he could wire a golf cart charger to a 36 volt trolling motor system. yeah but on both sides if so as long as you hit each one that these three batteries are gonna charge. It makes sense, right? Did it That's, work? No, it did not work. Did not work. No, no. So we had no trolling motor. Nope. And then I said, well, let's go up by Harbor Island, Gilligan's Island, right? There are a lot of docks there. You can shut the motor off. We can get in a few casts, start the motor back up and go again. Well, sun's going down because we went late afternoon, right? That's when the bite was supposed to be. That's the thing about Mahoney. 3.30, 5.15, he don't care. He'll pull the boat out and go drop well, it in. You know why? Most of them are getting off the water. That's right. That's Most right. of them want no. to go. Most, you know, there's, yep. there's guides that got alarms at 2.30 that tell them to go home. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's know? it. What do you mean? We we just got – it. You know, <laughs> yeah. the trip's over. We got to go. Yeah, offshore trip, the alarm goes And off. coincidentally, those prices have doubled. Yeah. And they're coming home three hours early. That's right. Yeah. So we're over at Davis Island. We're going to fish the river, mouth of the river, early spring. Turn your lights on. Carl looks at me. Lights? What What do you mean by lights? You know lights. So what did we have? We had an anchor light. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, we had, an we had no running lights. No running lights. Doesn't even know what switches the running lights. Yeah, they I probably did. ain't been used. They've been years. mislabeled. The guy mislabeled them over from Hillsburg and 34th. He mislabeled them. Dax. Dax is his installer. Yeah. Yep. So and the other guy with biscuits and gravy, right? Biscuits and gravy. So anyway, <laughs> we have no running lights and I'm not sure about the no wake zone because they change it, right, in March or something yes, where you can yes. run. So I just kind of rolled the dice and it seemed like over there on Marjorie Park where the Coast Guard was that they had like they were 
hustling to get to the boat and I don't know if it was necessarily me or if it was somebody else but we had stopped and they went around us yeah the only they- thing that saved us okay <laughs> was the guy in front of us that didn't have no lights either yeah I think we were probably next in line <laughs> see when I saw them pulling out I thought maybe it'd be a good time to go over to the seawall so we went over to the seawall just to be courteous to the coast guard and the coast guard might not have seen us and kept going for the boat in front of us with no lights. Right. So once we saw blue lights, I felt like the best thing to do would be to get back to the <laughs> ramp as quick as and, possible. And get off the boat. So I got it on a plane, no lights, and before anything was really noticed, I was almost back to the ramp. I pulled back in there, I tied up, jumped off the boat and went with you yeah and we left mark on the boat and i remember halfway down the dock carl goes i can get the truck you don't have to come and i said i don't want to be near the boat with no lights on we left mark in the boat with no lights that way he can get the ticket he didn't know any but he didn't know any better and he'd never fished with mahoney before (laughs) (laughs) and and carl knows when mahoney's going somewhere i'm following there's a reason why he's going somewhere that was like years and years ago and he's a great guy dave marquette probably the best fisherman in this around he is and i never knew why mahoney wanted to jump on the back of the boat in a tarpon on a tarpon trip and put me on the front (laughs) you found out didn't you oh i found out quick you know dave's a lot nicer now but he used to be pretty high strung and i took carl out there carl was on my uh I was just thinking about this, my first alligator hunt. We yes, we were. With, uh, yes, we were. Mark Edwards and uh, Rusty Tanner. Rusty Tanner, yep, yep. Learned how to alligator hunt. Lake Hancock was, or Hatchnahal? That was a crazy night. That was a it? crazy night, man. Never it, done anything like that before. First time for that me. That was me, too. First time. I'll never forget I had a brand new boat, if you remember. Yeah. Tunnel boat. Tunnel and boat. I, and I asked him, I said, hey, guys, uh, I don't have a problem taking my boat, but is the boat going to get bid or is anything going to happen? Oh, no, no, no won't happen if you remember that night <laughs> oh yeah no it didn't happen right that 12 footer we had to shoot him three or four times three or four times and every time he bit the boat and one time i think he grabbed the rub rail and did the roll yeah yeah and just pulled all the rivets out oh it he was, was a big uh, one he was a big one and yeah. that was the first time i had ever done it yeah me too yeah that was a first, was it lake hancock or yeah, hatchnall lake hancock. lake hancock in polk county yep. yeah now we've been over there to hatchnall also with gifford you probably with been gifford yeah there but uh mahoney's got a good buddy named hatchnall hall okay. <laughs> yeah he, he got that name too he's got a long name so we just converted yeah. it that's what we were talking about earlier names what else, what other names do we got you know ernie captain ernie rubio we've been talking about him i kind of gave him the name pelican foot um, I was in his Dorado one day and I was running the boat and he was catching bait at the bridge and it was typical four or five foot seas in oh, the yeah. skyway and the wind against the tide. And he was standing on that gunnel throwing a 12 foot net. And oh, yeah. I guarantee he had a pelican foot holding on to that gunnel so he wouldn't fall oh, yeah. out. Uh, you remember in Louisiana when Rubio was with us and we're in rough stuff and he's up tying lines off and tying hooks on. Oh, yeah. We're bouncing around and it's nothing to him. Had a good time and a lot of fish, that's for sure. A lot of fish. What other names we got? Uh, who we got? I know there's a there's, there's got to be basket more. full. You know, you go to Two Lure Ed with alligator arms. He's he's got <laughs> two lures. Two Lure Ed and alligator arms are real similar because we were out there fishing one day, trolling for grouper, and he was one shy of his limit. They just started hitting good. There was three of us out there, three different boats. 
and he was one shy of a two-man limit, and he was going home. And I'm like, Hey, Mahoney don't leave unless the limit's reached, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's not uh what do they say? Catch your limit. Yeah. Don't limit your catch. Don't limit your catch. Yeah, catch your limit. And so, you know what? I fish very, very little as far as daily goes, right? I may get in once or twice a week, so I'm really not even – if I catch a one-day limit, that's not really putting it on them. No, you know, no. I was even wondering about this silly red snapper thing. If they give us – if they gave us 45 days, Carl, let me get your take on this. They give us 45 days, that's two fish a day. That's 90 fish. Am I right? Yeah. Is it okay to just go two times and get your 90? What's the difference? Well. In science, what's the difference? 45 and 45 is 90. 50 and 40 Gas is 90. Gas prices are up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of shorten the curve. Get your limit and be done. Get your limit and be done. So you're on the same take I am. I'm right? on the same take as you are. So two Lou Reds out there. He's one shy of his limit. And he's he's going in, and my mind's working hard. He couldn't humble himself to ask me for a plug because I always tell him buy more than two, man. You break one off, you only got one. Yeah, yeah. You know, fish are biting, twenty pound gag. That's a nice fish. That's a real nice fish. So I said, Ed, your lure. I saw you break one off. You you got oh I got plenty of lures. You don't need to borrow one. No, nah, we're gonna head back. And I'm thinking. I've never seen him head in. Especially when you got the gags biting. With the fish biting. Yeah. People are, you know, I just put one or two in the boat. Well, the next, probably it was the next week at work, Ed's weekend warrior. It's probably Thursday, he came into the store, and I got a way of just kind of seeing who pulls in the driveway, and then I'll go hide from them, and it's like a big game. I have a bunch of fun here. I love it. My customers good people turn into great friends <laughs> and I just have a good time. So I see Ed come in and I'm hiding. Right. And I watch him do the big bobble head, you know, almost like a shoplifter. You know how the shoplifter start looking it. around, start looking around like nobody notices. You know what I mean? That was Eddie. And I'm thinking that's weird. So I see him grab four or five lures and go up to the counter real quick. Wanting to pay quick and get yeah, out. Yeah, get out of here. Mike ain't here. I don't see him. He must be in the back. <laughs> and I walked around that corner, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, two lure, Ed. Yeah. You only had two lures the other day. Oh, that ain't true. And I finally got it out of him. That's so funny, man. Yeah, now he's. Hey, I learned that from Mike along the way. Always be over-equipped, man, because if, yeah. if you get out there, You've seen it. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. When they start feeding, it can happen Boy, you in a matter get on of an it. hour. Especially a guy that's like a, a weekend warrior that maybe fishes once or twice a month or once every other month. Um, man, if you get a chance and the fish are biting, you better get on them. Well, and, you know, I saw something the other day where somebody had a, a video. They did not expect the hook, and they basically caught it um, a swordfish. And they were probably in 400 feet of water or something, and, and they catch a lot of stuff on the bottom. And, you know, I'm not saying I haven't done it or been there, but they had nothing for this swordfish. In the video, all you see is a kingfish gaff coming in, and I'm almost thinking to myself, I'm looking at the swordfish in the video, and I'm looking at the little skinny pencil skin, kingfish gaff, and I'm thinking, 
Yeah, go ahead and stick him. He's about four or five feet underwater. Swordfish, probably one of the baddest fish out there. Warriors, big gills, precise with the bill. And you're going to stick him with a peanut Snoopy <laughs> gaff. A Snoopy gaff. <laughs> well, I guarantee that guy will have a harpoon on that boat. Oh, yeah. Till the end. You have to, and it's the same way hey, with Hey, especially us. when you're out there and you get you get them start biting and you're under-equipped or you are, you don't have enough lures or enough hooks or you're, you're you know, not a good way to go. Carl. Because uh, we've been on a thousand sunburn trips, a thousand oh, yeah. trips, had a great time during the day, ate a great lunch. I mean, had a fantastic, but came home with a sunburn. They weren't biting that day. It happens. Yeah. You know what? And I was, I was saying something earlier about that. When I have one of those days, it motivates me for the next day. Oh, absolutely. It's like I go deer hunting and I sit in a stand. I'm in Canada. I don't see anything, no deer. And I come back out of the woods and the guide goes, oh, did you see anything? And I said, no. And he says, where do you want to go tomorrow? And I said, I'll go right there. Yeah. It's raising my odds. The more you go, you know, it's like them 20-pound snook that we chase forever. Forever. 20 years. Yep. The more time, how many times down at the Alify at 2.33 in the morning, Bunch of waiting times. for the bite for that 25-pounder. 20, yep. Back then, we had Giants Camp over there. We'd go over there Giants and get a camp. cannonball burger. Big cannonball burger. And I tell you what, right now, I mean, the spring bite's probably on the tail end of the spring bite. It's there right it's now. It's there right man. now. Yeah, man. But next month is one of our my favorite spots. You've never fished it. I wish you'd come one time. Is the Clearwater Pass? Yeah, you've had a lot the of luck. Clearwater out there. Pass is and on you've fire. A big gag out of there. A big That's gag what's out crazy. of there. Yep. And the Clearwater you... Pass in June, the end of May, July second. It ain't. We we tried everything. If you're in there, the humidity is so tough that time of the year in June, and we've caught more monster snook 38 inches and 39 inches uh live pinfish you got jetties on both, on both sides. sides and we've caught them on both sides do you the, drift the jetty or do you uh, no we we pull around to the front uh the big rock jetty we anchor up on the back side on the back it, side like blinds pass yep. used to be well, yep on the back side and then and then we move around to the front we've caught them all on both sides but more on that rock jetty in june more on the outside out more there, on the outside yep. not up by the bridge itself. no no but there are a lot of people that fish around the bridge there that, i've seen them over by shepherds pretty yep, close they, they've got to be uh, they got to be biting somehow there's just yeah. too many fishermen and especially when you see fishermen on a monday night or a tuesday night now are you going to have your boat ready for us to go over there and put the big yes one in the i boat? am how are we going to hustle him out of there we're going oh you're going you got compartments i got compartments yeah Throw him up Remember, on the shore. Remember, we're just kidding. We're just joking, but throw him up on the shore, go around and get him. You have a rider there? <laughs> <laughs> He's a rider. Yep. Carl likes having fun and big jokes. Get over there and see him, 34th and Hill. I appreciate that. I really I've, do. Uh, I've done a lot of business with him. He's a straight shooter. What's your phone number, Carl? How they can get a hold of uh, you? 813-238-3600. Seven days a week. Yeah. And let me give Mike a prop, too. I mean, a lot of people fish. A lot of people think they know how to fish. Man, this guy's full of answers. Come down here. He's got every sort of equipment but and gear. It ain't and... always easy. Am I right, Carl? No, it ain't easy. Sometimes it's I not want easy. you to learn if that skipjack's got little points on <laughs> he, it. He did that to me too, okay? Skipjack. Skip you know what I told him? You know, everybody knows this catch and bait in this area. Carl wants to learn. Well, you got to, you know, the best way to teach somebody is to actually experience it. 
not just tell them. It's like a lot of times on the job play. training. So a couple skipjack come in the boat. Everybody knows what that's like. You got to be careful. They'll sting you, oh, numb you. They'll pop you, and they and they popped me. So okay? Carl goes, "What's that?" And I go, "That's the best bait for snook. <laughs> be careful with it. Be gentle, and put it in the." Live well, well, right off the bat. Ow! That tattoo, hey, oh, tattooed yeah. me. Hey, watch out. He'll stick you. And he just looks at me laughing. But I've taken a lot from him. Nah, you know what? He's we, way ahead. I want to tell the story. We It was freezing cold. We were fishing a little bit south for a cobia. And Mahoney's got these. Power plant. Yep. Mahoney's got these Berkeley pumpkin seed eels. So he's got everybody rigged up. Well, mine got a little messed up. He goes, "You got to put another one on." I said, "How do you? I mean, how do you hook it?" And he goes, "You hold the hook." And we were going through it like, "Yeah, you know, okay." You bite the tip off. And of, I acted like I was going to yeah, bite like, it. He went like, and I went like that. He took his eye. And I got off a of mouth. Him. I got a mouthful of Berkeley, Berkeley power bait. Power bait. <laughs> Injected bait. Injected bait. Okay. And probably tasted it all day. And you know what? I did him a favor. No. Because he would, he'll never do that again. You're right. Hey, you're right. He's right. Now, did somebody else get it back? Uh, I'm sure somebody else got it back. <laughs> Come I'm on. I'm telling you. Yeah. He, he's giving it back. He holds the hook up and he holds like, and it's, you know, and he holds like he's holding the Berkeley. And he goes, now you hold the hook and you bite the tip. Because it comes out of the mold, yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh my! I got a mouth. I had a mouthful of some chemical, power bait. chemical that, power bait. Yeah. And I couldn't get it out of my mouth for like all day and all night. You know, Carl was the originator. He's fishing on my boat one time. Wants to hog the back of the boat, right? That was back before power pole. So you, <laughs> you drop the anchor and the boat swings around. You're on the back of the boat. Carl's standing up in the back of the boat. You know, you ain't got. Yeah, hey, that was my spot. I had to fish out the side, so I started popping eyes off on him. And as y'all yeah. will see on some videos we got coming out, them eyes are a good target. And you know what, Carl? I think I'm gonna make a shirt like that with a bunch of eyes a on the solid back. Solid back eyes, tails from the dark side, be available. The here funny part about that one was, is we fished all day, and I got in my car and I drove all the way back home and I got out and I took huh. my took my sweater off and I'm like, what is all this? And there was a million eyes on the back of my sweater stuck to it. I said, that that damn Mahoney, he got me again. <laughs> and you know what? The people out there that like jokes like Carl and Matt Clapp and, and a lot of my other friends, it's like it, it makes them work harder. Oh, it's fun. You know, I can tell we could sit here for hours talking me and me and Carl about embarrassing each other. Don't ever go on an airplane with him. No, That's it's a bad idea. Yeah, he, he is not scared. To, hey, to, it's for instance, I, like I was telling Mark that we were with about, he goes, well, I don't play like that. I go to fish. I said, well, you're not coming with us. There ain't <laughs> yeah. no way. Carl's buddy says, and, and y'all think about this, because he may comment. You break off on a fish, big snook right there, and I got to go to the back of the boat to retie. Are you allowed as another angler to go up in his spot and catch that fish he screwed up on? My book, I'm going there. It's probably going to be, I'm going to pass you as you're coming back yeah. to tie. And honestly, how I do feel, you feel about I that? Feel the, I feel the same exact way. Mark, I feel the be same. Be careful. Way. Don't That's miss right. the fish. And if I'm, if I'm, if I break off or lose the fish or mess something up, I want, I want you to cast on it. Let's catch that fish. That's yeah. the goal of it's the boat. It's a team. It's a team, team yeah. effort. We split it up, but we had a good talk, Carl, and I appreciate yeah, you coming out, buddy. I appreciate you having me. I love coming here. It's a family-run business since 1946. We have fun. Tricks, jokes, tricks, you shocked, jokes. Uh, 
Doug Westlake, we got a video on social media. <laughs> Carl had a dog shocking collar, and we just wanted to see how bad it was, and we were able to talk Doug into Yeah, you hold on to What's that person. What's funny is if you ever go up to somebody and you hand them a shock collar, you don't want to say, oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad because I think that's what gave it away. And then finally he, he got it. onto it. He couldn't get it off. But his... I had some iPod, an iPod with some old good songs on it. And I gave it to Mahoney's brother-in-law to listen to the song. Gave it to me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're at the baseball field watching my son play. Carl walks up with an iPod. He's like, oh, man, listen to this. This will bring you way back. Old school. So I'm like, what do you do? You put it in your ear, you hit the button, it shocks the crap out oh, of it, you. Oh, you just not so playing. <laughs> Got to touch the button. And when you press it, it sucks. <laughs> so then we take it out and go over to my brother-in-law and set him up old Woodkey. Woodkey got, got it. And got yeah. it quick. I've oh. seen him at the pawn shop. He's got an electric pin. So you got to sign something, right? So he hands you the electric pin. Ow! He goes, oh, sorry. He grabs the pin and hands you the same one back. Hey, and my employees used to do me like that. I, they'd let it, they'd set it out at night. I'd get there in the morning and everything, not paying attention. And I'd pick it up, and then I'd press it. God almighty. Start they, they rigged it on me. 34th and Hillsboro, Mr. Money Pawn. Thank Look you. Look him up. Carl, tell him Mahoney sent you. Thank you very much.